Hello, friends. Have you noticed that you can get caught up in consuming content? Or maybe you notice you are hyper, hyper focused on the doing. Empaths, we often consume. And I know because that was me too, soaking up information from all my favorite teachers and mentors. But it wasn't until I started focusing more on the being and embodiment work that the door to massive clarity was finally unlocked. And I no longer got confused about what was my energy versus everybody else's. I was able to become a more clear channel for creation and as a result, transform my life, business, and health. In fact, my meditation and embodiment practice is what helped me have a nearly $40,000 month this past January, see the highest downloaded month of the podcast, and finally release a lot of unnecessary stress. And my clients felt it and saw it in their lives too. It wasn't reading more articles. It wasn't doing more busy work. So I'm inviting you to graduate from the spongy empath consumer into the self-activated sovereign healer. You can take your podcast listening experience from, ooh, I feel seen, heard, and inspired to, holy shit, I actually feel different. My being has shifted. I am the embodiment of the woman I desire to be. The Third Eye Collective is a simple way to upgrade your experience and commit not only to a meditation practice that complements your healing, but also receive personalized coaching so you can be clear on what direct actions to implement into your highest goals. There are two simple ways to get involved at $11 or $22 a month with no commitment. So if this is calling your name, join this amazing and growing community. Welcome to the Uncensored Empath, a place for us to discuss highly sensitive energy, illness, healing, and transformation. My name is Sarah Small, and I'm a life and success coach for empaths who want to create a thriving body, business, and life. Think of this podcast as your no BS guide to navigating life, health, and entrepreneurship. You'll get straight to the point, totally holistic tips from me in real time as I navigate this healing and growth journey right beside you. This is a Soul Fire production. Hello, hello. Happy December. Isn't that crazy? This year has been quite the whirlwind. I can't believe it's December and we're starting to wrap up 2020. But it's here. We are finally wrapping up this very intense, very wild ride of a year. And... I was sitting just in reflection earlier today, trying to brainstorm some ideas on what I might bring to today's episode, what I wanted to share with you. And inside of the Empath Leaders membership, my monthly membership, we had a healing session today and it was all about self-sensory systems, your self-sensory system and your nervous system and and getting into your body. And I did a little bit of channeling at the end and a meditation. And I started reflecting on this and just thinking about how this concept of channeling has a certain image or connotation or stereotype, certainly outside of the spiritual world, (laughs) but also within the spiritual world, within this community. And I just wanted to speak to a little bit of that today, share a little bit of my own journey in 
learning how to channel energy and messages and talk about how you may experience channeling. You might already be doing it and you don't even know. (laughs) And just some of the things that help me identify like when I'm in that flow. I also pulled three cards for the Uncensored Empath podcast community. And I want to end in a little bit here with a little bit of a channel, channeled message for you and see what comes up as a message and some guidance, not from me, but from God, spirit universe that may help you in the rest of this year or even just today or even just this week. So I want to rewind for a second and go back to what I thought channeling was. And it was very much a scene from a movie. It was the gypsy with her crystal ball and her turban and her long flowy dress at some little table covered in a cloth with her tarot cards next to her crystal ball. For some reason, I also see like a crow on her shoulder and these long fingernails. And this image of an older woman like going into trance and channeling these messages or looking into the crystal ball and seeing the future. And so it felt very, well, it felt very theatrical and it also felt very unattainable. Like it's something you only see in The Wizard of Oz or on like witchy movies. And that that was something I would never actually be able to attain. And honestly, I never had the intention or goal or desire to do that either. I never, I was curious, but I never thought, oh, I want to learn how to do that. And at least when I was younger. For me, a big turning point was when Jordan died. Jordan is the older of my two brothers who has, well, they're both younger, (laughs) but uh, Jordan was just a little under two years younger than me, whereas Joe was more like four or five years younger than me. And Jordan passed away five years ago. And when he died, all of these questions came up. And I've talked to you guys about this before. It's been discussed on the show before. So I'm not going to retell the story of losing him, but it was during that process that I began to question so many things. And you can go back way, way back to an episode called uh, Coming Out of the Spiritual Closet. And I share some of my journaling during that time and and really rewinding back to the moment when I started to come out of the, the spiritual closet and started to have these very strange experiences that I didn't have an explanation for. And this is coming from the woman who was a biology major and wanted to be a doctor and relied on experiments and research articles to tell her everything and what was right and what was wrong and what was good and what was bad. And when Jordan died, there was no research article. There was no article that explained what I was going through. And the experiences that I began having didn't have a clear explanation, even when I was trying to find one, because I, I was often trying to find some sort of very practical, realistic, 
3D reality (laughs) explanation on why some of these things were happening. And oftentimes I just couldn't. And so I started to ask so many questions like what happens when you die? And people have a lot of different theories on that. I also have an episode with Dr. Chris Kerr that talks about end of life experiences that are fascinating. But I didn't know. And no one could really tell me. And and again, could certainly not point me to a peer-reviewed journal article on what happens in life after death. And so I had to sit with that question that I wouldn't ever get agreed upon answer to. And I had to formulate my own answer. And in that process, I asked a lot of questions, a lot, a lot of questions. And I almost unintentionally began to open myself up to more possibilities And y'all, it is amazing what happens when you simply open yourself up to more possibility. When your brain believes a certain thing or a certain way is true, it is programmed to find evidence that is supportive of that, that only supports that, that backs that up and reinforces that what you believe is true. When you open yourself up to more infinite possibilities, All of a sudden, you aren't just looking for the evidence. This is an unconscious process, by the way. But you aren't unconsciously just seeing the things that support what you believe. And instead, some of the things don't match up. Well, it could be this way or it could be that way. And I found that really, really fucking fascinating. Like, huh, there's this way. But I've also spoken to somebody else who thinks this and all of a sudden, there's there's this whole just melting pot and pit of a bunch of possibilities. And it was when I dipped my toe into that pot of all the different possibilities of, of what was possible, what I was capable of, and what was happening to me and my body, my senses, and what, what was happening also to my brother's soul as he left his physical body that began to, to open my eyes up to, to something that I hadn't been taught in school or ever read in a book. And something outside of what was comfortable or even normal for me and beyond what the eye could see. And as I softened my grip on having all the answers already or needing to know all the answers or being right all the time, I noticed that my sensory experience began to expand. And I started to to feel more. And I often explain grief as at least my experience with grief, as being a very bottled up human emotionally for many, many years. And the grief was so, so ginormous and heavy that I just, I cracked. And that in that cracking, yeah, there was grief that poured out, but there was also a ton of other stuff that poured out that had been locked up for so long. And for a little while in the immediate aftermath, everything seemed very black and white. And that was helpful in some ways to be able to identify and sort through what was important and what wasn't important in my life. But as the gray and black and white started to to be repainted and recolored, colors began to re-enter into life, but in a whole new vibrancy, 
a whole new rainbow, this whole different spread of colors. So if it was like a 10 pack of crayons before, it was like the 100 pack of crayons after. You had so many choices and so many more emotions that I began to experience. And in feeling more of my feelings, I realized that I had been avoiding being present in my body for so damn long that I didn't even remember what that felt like. So I started feeling the feelings, which allowed me to get present in my body. And in getting present in my body, that channel began to open. It wasn't a crystal ball. It wasn't a tarot card. It was getting present. It was allowing myself to be. It was the hundred pack of crayons <laughs> in my sight, in my hearing, in my smell, in my taste, in my feeling, in my seeing, in my knowing. These are your Claire senses. And they're all the senses that we use to experience our intuition. And generally, you have one to two more dominant Claire senses, but I believe that we have access, we have the key to open the door to all of these different senses. So while clear cognizance, clear knowing may be your strong suit, you have the ability to tap into a clear tangency, clear touch, or a clairvoyance, clear seeing. And as I got present in my body, my clear senses became just that, more clear. They were activated. I could see and I could hear and I could smell and I could sense. At first, just myself, just my damn self, because I had avoided that for so long. And that's a whole freaking experience when you just sense and know yourself after avoiding her for so long. And that was when the whole idea of your body sending messages to you became apparent to me in my life, and I read a lot of books on it. We do have some research on that. And I started to realize that my body was constantly communicating with me and constantly sending me messages, but I drowned them out. I shut that door for a very long time. And as I opened the door back up, I started to be able to not only sense these messages from my body, but interpret them and know what they meant. And now I have the ability to be able to go, oh, okay, so I'm having some neck tension. Let me ask that some questions. Let me see what message my body is sending me through this tension in my neck. So that was kind of the first layer, the first step, because I didn't just sit down in a meditation one day and go, I'm going to start channeling. Bam, go. It was this process and this journey of erupting and bringing more vibrancy into my life through my senses so that I could perceive more subtle energy. Because part of channeling is perceiving subtle energy, energy which is not seen by our very limited eyeballs. It's beyond what we can see. And oftentimes what we can hear or what we can feel with our hands as well. 
And so if that's the case, then my old brain would say, if I can't see it, I, I don't believe that it's true. And I tested that out a little bit. I hired multiple energy healers and psychics to help me understand what was going on in my body, but also to be able to tap into their ability to have that extrasensory perception of subtle energy and of spirit and of my past loved ones to be able to connect because I still hadn't honed in on my ability quite enough to, to be able to do that on my own. And in working with these individuals and with just being more present with myself, I started to realize that there was something there, that each layer, each wall that I broke down opened up more feeling. And like, side note, this was my worst nightmare for many years. I did not think as an empath, which I didn't know as an empath, that I could possibly feel more than I was already feeling. And the idea of feeling even an ounce or a drop more than what I was already feeling was terrifying because it was already so fucking overwhelming. Who would want to subject themselves to that? Why would you want to do that? That was my thinking. I don't want to feel more things. I'm good. Count me out. But what I realized was that as I became more present in my body and I had a little bit of the eruption of past locked up emotions, what that did was create space to just feel what was was here and now. And I didn't have to carry around that backpack of all the past and what's happening here and now, because that's what made it so overwhelming. It was this accumulation of stuff. And once I released that, and that was a really important step in this process, then I could be present without feeling overwhelmed. And I could actually turn the dial up on my senses when I wanted to, not constantly or all the time, because I didn't want to walk around feeling like this like uh, exposed wire. So when I desired, I could open that up. I could turn the dial up on that to be able to gather information beyond what my eye could see, beyond what I could hear with my human ears, beyond what I could hold in my hand in a 3D way. And that's when I started to realize that by working with these people and going on my own journey, personal journey, that there, there, there was a reason to want to do this. And to be able to channel, to be able to pick up on subtle energy was actually a really beautiful gift. A gift that could provide more insight in my life, that could allow me to connect to energy that could be really, really supportive, helpful, and not just scary, that it would allow me to have a lifelong relationship with my brothers, even though my physical 3D relationship ended with them at their ages of 26 and 25. And that felt really exciting. Yeah, I want that. Yes, I want to be able to have a relationship with my brothers for the rest of my life. Yes, I want to be able to tap into guidance. And in the beginning, this was all for myself. It was all for me, for me, for me, for me. Eventually, it led into part of my business and being able to provide that guidance and support and channeling to other people. But in the beginning, it was 100% just for me. And it was really comforting. And 
I know I'm talking in these really like big kind of non-concrete ways right now, but that's what this is. It's not a, okay, step one, you do this. Step two, you do this. Step three, you do this. And that is how you channel. Okay, go try it out. That's your homework done. That's just not how it works. So I do want to put some of it into more of a concrete, tangible way so you can really understand what this might look like for you. When we channel, when, when any of us channel, it can happen through any of the senses. It might be pictures that you see or forms or colors that you see and doesn't have to even be in front of you. I was going to say in front of you, but it doesn't have to be in front of you. It can be anywhere. You can also channel through oracle or tarot cards. I think it's much easier with oracle because they're more open-ended for interpretation. And I think of them as the door opening. So I pull a card and that the door is cracked open. But my intuition is what's going to throw the door all the way wide open. They're just kind of a like a conversation starter with the superconscious. And the superconscious is a word that sometimes gets thrown around and I want to be clear on what that means. It's the access to all information and energy into universal energy. Part of that is the Akashic records that some people can access more specifically. And in that universal energy of the superconscious exists everything, each of our spirits as well. So I think of it as tapping into the superconscious. And that's why sometimes when we get into a channel flow state, it doesn't sound like you. It doesn't feel like you. It doesn't seem like something you would say. You don't know where that thought came from. And that's because it, it wasn't sourced from you. And that's one of the things that makes channeling channeling. And my, this is all in my opinion and my experience, but it's that it doesn't come from your ego. It doesn't come from your consciousness. It doesn't come from just what you know to be true about the world or your personal experience in your current reality. It opens up this whole freaking doorway to so much more. And so, yeah, you're going to connect to somebody or a name's going to come through to you of someone you don't know that you haven't met. <laughs> or you're going to say something that is not in your normal vocabulary and be like, huh, I don't say that word. That was weird. Those things happen all the time. And that is a sign that you that you are channeling. So we can channel through our clear senses, through the cards, through writing. I call this automatic writing, or that's the way I teach it inside of courses like Intuitive Soul School. And automatic writing is really this opportunity to let it flow through your hand and people's handwriting will change. Same thing with the, the content of what they're writing. Maybe a memory that's not theirs that they're writing about and they're like, that's not my memory. That's not my story. No, it comes from the superconscious, or or maybe it comes from a specific energy that you're calling in more specifically. So when I finally realized what I what was happening in this whole, and this is all part of spiritual awakening, in this whole damn journey, I was like, oh my god, I think I'm channeling. I think that's what this is, but I'm not really sure. I don't really know. And some of the things that stood out to me in that experience was it doesn't feel like it's fully you. It's almost like you and in this like badass team of guides are working together to deliver whatever content is coming out or information is coming out. It's also and it's not that you 
can't stop talking if if it's or writing if that's the case. It's not that you can't pause, but it does feel very flowy. Like I don't have to stop and think about what I'm going to say next. I may pause naturally just to wait for it to come through, but as it comes through, it just comes through. There's no thinking about it. It's not in the ego. It's not in the that conscious rational brain. It's in something greater than that. And we all have the ability to tap into that because we're all part of it naturally, organically. That is something we're born with. And I realized that in this more channeled flow state that I also did often not fully remember what I said because it's not an out of Well, it could be an out-of-body experience, but I wouldn't say it was a full out-of-body experience. I was still in my body, but because it wasn't being delivered from the conscious mind, I didn't necessarily capture it as a memory in that moment. And instead, I'm just this, like, if you can visualize it, literally this open channel that's just like information is flowing through. So it's not being stored as we go. It's just flowing through. So Therefore, I don't have all these little packages of information where I can go, oh, yeah. And one time I was channeling and I said this and remember it word for word or even sometimes in paraphrasing. I I didn't remember because it was just more of a through process than a stop, pause, store that away process. Now, there's times when I, I, I do remember parts of it, but not the specifics and not the details. So that's why I often record myself or I do write it down so that I can go back to it later and I can remember, especially if it's something that I want to be remembering for, for my own guidance. So there's these little like hints that you're doing it. And that's why I said in the very beginning, you, you probably are already doing this. And if you're not and you want to, you can it is very much possible and we can we can practice and we can get intentional about it there's even like games and exercises you can do to practice opening up your intuition as a whole and and that would include your clair senses that we've discussed and as i mentioned in my journey as those clair senses opened i got into my body i became embodied and then i was able to open that crown chakra and that third eye chakra to be a channel to the super conscious and not just connect to myself in the present moment, but to connect to everything in that present moment. Or again, you can always make a, a more specific intention around what information you are or energy you want to call in or a specific guide or past loved one. And in that comes so much possibility and so that's why I go back to, wow, I did, I had no interest in this, zero interest in doing this in a, a previous phase of my life because it felt so fucking overwhelming. But as I began to heal, see the messages from my body as actual messages and listen to them, clear space so that I could actually be here and not feel overwhelmed, then there was a hunger a deep desire to feel more and to go deeper and to play, play with what was possible, play with, okay, I can channel really well through the cards. Now let's try channeling just through sound. All right, I got that. Let's channel through clear knowing. Ooh, this is fun. And to play with this process in a way that allowed, again, all of the clear senses to open. 
Okay, so I told you at the beginning that I would also do a little bit of channeling with some cards for you right now. And before I dive in, I, I want to preface this by just taking a moment to notice that there doesn't have to be this like major preparation and ritual and ceremony beforehand. There can be. And in the beginning, it helped me a lot to take the time to like get into my body before doing this. And that became such a, a practice that I began to master because I did it so often that I feel like I don't always need or it's not necessary to have this like giant ceremony before going into some channeling. And instead, it's just it's like a switch. You just turn on. It's like, OK, that's accessible. It's accessible whenever I, I want it to be there. But the beauty is that you can turn it off as well. So just an observation, because, again, there's there's this very uh, specific imagery that I think gets thrown around around channeling. And it's just like, you know, the eyes in the back of your head and your third eye, like light shining and like losing control of your entire body <laughs> uh, or like levitating or something. And that's that's simply just not the experience that I've had. <laughs> OK, so let's dive in. First, we're calling in the mystic of divine love. The mystic of divine love. And she's here. And she has this very mother, motherly nurturing energy that almost like a grandmother that pinches your cheeks just wants to shower you in love. And I want you to think about how this may apply to what's going on in your life at, at this current time, at this moment, and how you may be craving some motherly energy, whether it's from an external source or whether it's mothering yourself. She says, love is divine and I am nothing except love. And what I'm hearing is that you've forgotten. You've forgotten that love is always accessible to you. That it doesn't just disappear. It doesn't just go away. And instead, it's always present. It's always available. Part of it is choice, choosing love. And part of it is just remembering that it's there, that it exists within you at all times that you are pure love. And there's also this message from the mystic, a divine love that is also very motherly. And she says, she says, don't give up. Don't give up on the hard days. Don't give up on the days when, when shit does feel hard, when you do want to throw in the towel. And now she's actually, she's backtracking a bit. She's like, if it's truly not aligned, throw in the towel, whatever, <laughs> throw it away. If it's truly not aligned, but otherwise you are so resilient and you are so capable. And she wants you to remember that and remember to mother yourself or receive mothering and nurturing in your life and to be able to access that love that is ever present for you. Next, I'm going to call in the mistress of the labyrinth. The mistress of the labyrinth. And this energy is stormy. 
it actually hurts a little. Like a, it's this weight I'm feeling between my shoulder blades, this cracking kind of lightning energy, this head pain, this constriction. It's a storm that you you want to to go away. You want the sun to come back out and the rainbow to shine across the sky and the white puffy clouds to come back because the storm has felt hard. This storm has continued to add more and more weight on you and your life. And I want you to, again, just think about how this might describe your year or just what's been going on or present for you lately. How has it felt like a storm? And the mistress of the labyrinth says, my soul knows the way and the only way out is through. So there's this feeling that you're lost in a maze and you don't know what's going to come next and you don't have control and you don't know where that turn is going to take you. And all of that can be really fucking uncomfortable. And as human beings, we're all in the same boat. None of us truly have control. None of us really know what's down that pathway. And as we sit in this unknown, there's an invitation that if you wish, you can accept. And it's an invitation to trust, to trust your intuition. And a lot of what we've been discussing today, yes, yes, they're very glad we discuss what we discussed today because I sense that if you haven't already dove into this work, that maybe this will light a little fire to, to try this out and to see what is possible for you, what's accessible through your intuition. Because as we, as empaths, starseeds, intuitives, highly sensitive beings on this planet, at this time, in this space, here and now, open up our intuition, there is a ripple effect of that. There's a frequency change across the planet because of that. And being highly sensitive, being in tune with our bodies and energy and subtle energy of the world... We sense when there is a frequency change. And sometimes that feels a little disruptive for our nervous system. But that's why I'm seeing like this anchor. That's why we have to keep grounding down into our purpose, down into our physical body. And we can't hang out up in the channel, up in our upper chakras all the time. So there are some of us who have found this ability and, and already know this well. But then what becomes a possibility is that we become actually too unbalanced and we hang out up there in the upper chakras like all the time. And I'm just seeing these angels that are like, go back down, <laughs> go back to earth. This is your time to be a human. I know you don't want to. I know you like floaty, airy upper chakra stuff. It's really fun. We love you. Go back into your human body get grounded, anchor down, anchor down, anchor down to find that, that balance, to recalibrate. Lastly, I'm going to call in the princess of mercy. The princess of mercy. So she's blowing kisses. There's this gentleness about her. She's a mirror for all of us, a reflection in the mirror. And if we look at that reflection, we can see how we can all be more gentle with ourselves, how we can slow down, how we can take a deep breath, how we can give ourselves grace and mercy. 
And she's also pointing off into the distance. And as she points off into the distance, it's this reminder that maybe there's somebody in your life that also deserves some grace and some mercy. You may have an uh, inkling of who that is more specifically for you. So she says, giving is receiving. The energy of the universe is merciful. There's this invitation here to really take inventory of the abundance in your life and not just, she's like, not just money, not just money. That's not what abundance means. It's not what abundance means to take inventory of the less considered abundance that is around you, the abundance of air, the abundance of water the abundance of love. You can you can consider. She's like, it's okay to, to consider material things. They're part of it. An abundance of clothes or abundance of shoes or abundance of pets. <laughs> Sounds like some of you have an abundance of pets. And to really take inventory of that abundance. And not in a way that's to shame you or make you feel guilty like you have too much. Quite the opposite. Like, she's blowing that kiss again. It's like, no. When you're well supported and well cared for and you feel abundant, it allows you to give. And back to that message, giving is receiving. Giving is receiving. So there's all this inventory of abundance that surrounds each each of us like this aura of abundance and beside her is a tiger and she's holding an apple and in the context of this abundance it's like she just plucked one little apple from these very fruitful trees all around so if you think about you know you're a hundred percent full abundance this is like less than one percent of it And she's just asking if you might consider giving that somewhere, somehow, something, whether it's time, energy, money, gifts, donations. And I'm hearing that this is going to be part of the evolution of the planet is giving more. We've been receiving and, and taking for so long, taking, taking, taking. And that blowing of the kiss and the apple are these representations of giving, giving back to the earth, giving back to your community, giving back to your family, giving back to maybe an organization. Yeah. And I'm hearing you humans (laughs) like to give at the end of the year. Why does it have to be the end of the year? What if this is a practice that just nourishes you and creates even more abundance for you in your life, even if it means giving away? Because giving is not just giving away. It's not just letting go of. It's not lack. It's actually receiving. And lastly, I just want to tap into this tiger. And the tiger, it's fierce. It's a fierceness. It's a fierceness. It's a resilience. It's a almost stoicism to be able to have journeyed through the last 12 months of this year and to be here now and to maybe not have arrived here unweathered, unscraped, unscarred. 
Maybe there, maybe there have been some storms, some cuts, some scrapes, some burns. And here is an invitation to let yourself feel whatever feelings those things bring up. And also know how resilient you are. There's this turtle and the turtle is just a reminder of like that age old say, saying of like slow and steady wins the race. That if you didn't accomplish everything that you wanted to accomplish this year, that it's okay. <laughs> They're pointing at me. I didn't either. I didn't either. I did not accomplish everything I wanted to accomplish this year. Yeah. And maybe that's a permission slip for you. And that just because it's the end of a year doesn't mean that you missed a deadline. <laughs> you didn't miss any deadlines. There's still time. There's still time. And maybe there's beauty in letting this process take a little bit longer than we thought or we wanted or we tried to control. Hmm. Okay. I think that's all. I'm feeling um, like everything's complete and we can just kind of close that up. And each of you is going to have received something different or have something stand out uniquely to them from what was just shared. But I would really, really love for you to share with me. You can DM me over on Instagram or Facebook at the Uncensored Empath or Sarah Small. And what did stand out to you? What resonated? What hit home? What are you going to take away from this episode? Whether it's stepping into your own ability as a channel, which has many names as well. Or is it something in the message that came through today? Or is it maybe just a curiosity that you haven't explored, like I was talking about in the beginning in my own journey, and a curiosity that led me all the way to here? all the way to here today. I wish you so much love on your journey. I'm, I'm feeling just encouraged and called to, to encourage you all to really lean into trust over the next several weeks. Trust the timing of things, even if it feels frustrating as hell, because I've had that feeling this year. And to actually surrender into trust at least around the timing of things has let go of some of the pressure and stress and constriction around trying to force and control. All right, y'all. I love you so much. I hope to hear from you in my DMs and I hope you have a beautiful rest of your week and year. All right. So I know most of you have at some point at least thought, if not have worked with a psychic or a medium on your journey. I've worked with many, but honestly, it's so hard to find someone who I've resonated with and who I trust. So I'm super excited to introduce you to Emily the Medium. And she has a brand new podcast where you can go and you can get intuitive guidance. And she is someone who is going to show you how to take your gifts to the next level. And help you understand how to connect with loved ones after they have passed. 
Honestly, I never even thought about working with a psychic until after Jordan died. And once he passed, all of these questions popped up into my mind. And more than ever, I just wanted to be able to connect to the energy of his soul and his spirit. And that that amplified even more with Joe as well. And Emily, the medium, so beautifully steps in to lead you in conversations while channeling the divine and expanding beyond what is accepted as the truth. On her show, she's going to help you open your connection to source and learn to trust your innate abilities as well. Go check her out. 